everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about the subconscious reasons that you don't want to lose weight. Okay, this is an interesting way to look at it and I think this can be extremely enlightening because why is it that you think about losing weight all the time and yet it never kind of happens? Or is it because, God, oh, it's too hard, I'm the willpower? Well, this is one more way to look at it. And it's that there's literally reasons why you don't want to lose weight. And I like this. Now, it can sting a little bit. We're going to get into them. Um, but I want you to realize that in the back of your mind here, that if we can, if you can recognize that you don't want to lose weight and there's been reasons why you haven't wanted to lose weight, then that means that you have been in control the whole time. And so that's the big shift I'm looking to help you create here because a lot of times people think all they want to do is lose weight and they can't. And that makes you feel powerless. And so if you can realize that there's actually reasons why you don't want to lose weight and you're in control of it and you're doing exactly what you want, well, that means you've still been in control. You've been in control the whole time. And <clears throat> if you get it so that you want to lose weight congruently, um, then you may start getting better results than you've ever gotten. So what are the reasons that you subconsciously don't want to lose weight? Well, they're different for each person. I'll give you some examples, but before I do, let me just explain your mind so this makes sense. You have a conscious and a subconscious mind. <clears throat> Excuse me. The conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part of your mind. It's the party that wants to lose weight, knows why you should lose weight, knows what you should do, tries to get you to do it. The subconscious part of your mind is the part of your mind that is... Uh, runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. But the key part is that your subconscious mind is not logical and rational. It's very associative. It's very Pavlovian. It just kind of links things together. It runs programs that have been installed into it. And so that's the key factor here, okay? Because these reasons may not make logical sense, but I promise you, they're there. So what are some of the reasons? Well, I'll start out with the number one reason I see. The number one reason, this is specific to women, the number one reason that I find subconsciously women do not want to lose weight is that they don't want male attention and they're using the extra weight as a way to prevent that, okay? And so the origins of this can be any number of things. There could be trauma in the past, there could be assaults, there, there could be any number of things, but now it becomes this subconscious belief that if I put weight on, then I will be safe and I'll be protected, okay? And so, the, again, whether I, whether I articulate the exact reason you have or not is almost irrelevant. I want you to understand this process. And you get to this, you get to like what the reason may be by asking, why would I not want to lose weight? Why would I want to be overweight? Because behind every behavior, there's positive intentions. And when you can start to realize that there might be some positive reasons why you want to be overweight, it, it, it it reveals new information and it gives you a new way to kind of correct it. So what are some other reasons? All right, other reasons is that if you start being healthy and start living different and looking different, it might break rapport with your partner, right? Maybe your partner's not in the same boat, right? And all of a sudden you start living healthy, looking better, feeling better, it can make things a little weird. So maybe you don't wanna do that. Um, maybe you and your partner eating that way, you know, together and living that lifestyle that makes you overweight, um, maybe that's how you guys bond, you know, and so subconsciously you don't want to ruin that. Um, maybe all of a sudden, you know, you go out with your friends and you guys, you know, all eat wings and beers and drink beers. And uh, if you stop doing that, then you'll lose those friendships. So you see where I'm going with this, right? So when you start thinking this way, um, it's it's a completely different paradigm. And I like it because, again, it can, it can sting a little bit at first. Like, what am I doing? That's stupid. And a lot of times we say that, right? When we recognize how the subconscious mind's working, again, because a lot of these things are just associations they're not logical, rational thoughts. They're just kind of ideas that we kind of absorbed along the way and never questioned. 
And so a big part of how I help people lose weight is we recognize the subconscious associations they have because I believe that everyone's creating the exact results that they want subconsciously. And so a lot of times when you're struggling with your weight, you know, you consciously want to lose weight, but you subconsciously do not. So what are some other reasons? Um, some, and again, it could be a combination of these reasons, right? You understand that. So some other reasons may be that you have tried to lose weight in the past and it's been really hard. Um, you've lost the weight though, and then you put it back on and now you feel completely discouraged. And so now subconsciously you associate weight loss with feeling like a total failure or you associate losing weight with complete and utter disappointment, the most disappointment you've ever experienced in your life. You know, And so again, you consciously want to lose the weight, but subconsciously you don't want to lose weight because you're protecting yourself from that disappointment and that discouragement. So this is the stuff that when you start paying attention to it, it, it uncovers new information and you can start to ask questions about how, so let's go with the one I was saying, if, um, you know, if a woman is keeping extra weight on to protect herself, well, how do you deal with that? Right. And so you first you ask that question, you know, do I still want to lose the weight? Yeah. Okay. So how can I be at my goal weight and feel safe around men? How can I lose the weight the way I want to and still feel comfortable, you know, in social situations? You see, you begin asking these questions and you come up with other strategies to feel safe around men, to feel safe in social situations, to make it easier. And so it, it reveals the real problem and allows you to start working on it. Okay. But if you don't recognize this subconscious incongruency, and I promise you, if you've been struggling to lose weight, I promise you there are some subconscious associations you have, some subconscious beliefs that you think of losing weight as being bad, okay, which gets us to the ultimate one, that regardless of what the specifics of the reason is, okay, what it ultimately comes down to, if you have been struggling to lose weight, I can almost guarantee you, it's because subconsciously you associate more pain to losing weight and less pleasure to losing weight than being overweight. So how can that be? Well, you might in your mind, again, you say, well, if I go on a diet, I feel deprived. I don't get to eat the foods I like. I can't do the things I want to do, you know? And so if that's how you think of it, if you think about losing weight and you basically, you kind of get this pain avoidance feeling, then you'll know that you have subconscious reasons why you don't want to do it. And you need to address those, right? Um, and once you address them though, Everything becomes a lot different. You know, once you get congruent, you'll be amazed at the results you get because your subconscious mind is what's controlling your weight anyways. Your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are what are creating your weight. So once you get your subconscious mind so that it wants to lose the weight, it, it starts happening almost magically, okay? Um, but right now, if you're struggling with it, what I would suggest instead of just, oh, I got to start another diet or I got to do this, I got to make myself do it, is take a step back and reflect on what might be some of the reasons that I don't want to lose weight. Um, let's put it another way. If I woke up tomorrow at my goal weight and went through the next week at my goal weight, eating that way, living that way, being that person, um, what would be the negatives? What do I anticipate might be the negative things of that? You know, how's it going to affect relationships? How's it affecting your day? How's it affecting your ability to manage emotions and stresses in your life? You might think that being thin is going to cause all sorts of more stress and, and pain and a lack of pleasure in your life, right? So if that's how you're thinking about it, you're subconsciously avoiding it. You're preventing it from happening. So again, it, you'll get, I think, a lot further with your weight loss if you take a step back and start reflecting on your subconscious beliefs and associations that you have to losing weight in the first place, okay? And then once you get clear on those and you, you kind of, you um, resolve those and you all of a sudden subconsciously start feeling like, I really want to do this. 
I, I can't even explain to you how powerful that state of congruency is. It changes everything because you know you feel right now, and this is how you know, right? Do you feel like you're fighting against yourself, right? Every time you try and lose weight, does it feel like you're kind of battling against yourself? That's an indication that there's this conscious subconscious incongruency, okay? So take a step back, ask some questions, reflect on this, and work on resolving that because once it's resolved, once you're truly congruent, subconsciously, consciously going in the same direction, it's magical. All right. So take some time to really think about this. All right. So if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. All right. Um, you hit the nail on the head. I've been abused. I think you've helped me figure some things out. I appreciate you saying that. And, and that's what I mean. I, I, I am sorry that that happened to you. And um, it's important to recognize this because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways to go forward with this, but the first step is recognizing it, right? First step to change is always awareness. We always need to become aware of what's going on before we can fix it. You know, and so often people are just, they're just trying to force themselves to act different, you know? But if you're always forcing yourself, th there's something wrong there. You know what I mean? Now, again, I, you know, listen, I'm congruent. I 100% want to be at my weight. I am at my weight and all the rest of it. Now, I certainly use some discipline, but I'm not using much willpower. I want to make that clear, you know? Um, and that's the point I'm trying to make. So it's like, once you get yourself congruent, so you, rec you recognize, right? So, okay, well, I've had, you know, traumas in the past, assaults, abuse, whatever and here i am now 10 years later 20 years later a year later you know and so it starts to become how can i be at the weight i want and feel safe now i know you don't have that answer right now but if you start asking that question you will get that answer and once you have that answer everything changes because now you don't need to use the weight to protect you you have other strategies to do it okay but i appreciate you recognizing that so so good for you okay i know it's not always easy um Daily Presence, thank you for your service. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad you appreciate it. Um, I noticed my mind sabotages me because it feels like I'm doing it for the people who made fun of me. Oh, that's very interesting. That's great, right? That's another one. I didn't mention that one. That's, a, that's absolutely another one where we want to lose weight. Part of us wants to lose weight, but another part that went through the, the trauma, the abuse of getting made fun of, you know, or, or people attacking us for, for the weight, um, what happens is when that was going on, a part of us said, you know, I'm, I'm more than my weight. I'm a good person, even with the weight, you know what I mean? And, and forget them. And so there's a part of us that wants to hold on to the weight, you know, in, in a weird way, like you said, um, in a flip ground way, right? So if we feel like we're doing it for the people who made fun of you, um, then, then that becomes a subconscious incongruence, you know? That's exactly it. So you're right on the right path. And so, again, once you become aware of that, then you can start to go to work on resolving that. And you say, no, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me. Because you can flip that around and say, because you could, you could say that exact same thing and say, oh, I'm doing it for the people that made fun of me. But now you could say, am I going to let the people who made fun of me prevent me from weighing what I want to weigh? But it's an opportunity to reflect and get congruent, you know, so that you're, you, you completely and totally are moving in the direction you want to go in. Okay. And when you recognize that, you, you realize that perfect job. You guys are doing so good with that because that's exactly what I'm talking about. When you can recognize these subconscious things you never think to look at, all of a sudden you, you realize them. And um, a lot of times the awareness is curative. Like you guys say, oh, that's stupid. I'm not, that's dumb anymore. I'm not doing that. And sometimes it takes a little more work. Okay, great job. Um, Don says, trying to schedule my sleep vacation. All right, yeah, you saw that new video. Yeah, everyone go check that out, that sleep vacation video. I, I um, suggest that to my clients. That was something I suggested last week to a client. And uh, I think everyone could use that. You know what I mean? And I've done that before and it's, oh, it's the best. It's really so great. <laughs> well, I'm like getting told to go to the gym when I was fat. Uh, a fat kid now that kid wants to do it for me not them yeah 
And you have to keep reminding yourself of that. You know what I mean? And, and that, but what you're saying is so true because that that part of like thinking about people that made fun of you, it 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 provokes that rebellious part of you. I'm not going to do it for you. I'm not going to do it because you told me to. You know, but it's keeping you stuck in a way in a body you may not want to live in, though. Perhaps so. Get clear on that. Don't let them have the control of what you're going to weigh and what you're going to do. Get clear on why you want to lose the weight now. Okay, let them go a little bit and look at right now where I'm at. What do I want? Who do I want to be? How do I want to live my life? You know, the clearer you get on that, it's, I, I just, I can't even tell you the power because I'm telling you, you're not, you're not, if you've been struggling with your weight, I promise you. I mean, I've done, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, right? I've been doing this 20 years and I really smart, intelligent, successful people struggling with their weight. It is always, 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 there's a subconscious incongruence. Right? They subconsciously don't want to lose weight for it. And it can seem dumb. You understand? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like the subconscious mind is, it, it's, it's smart in its own way, but it's not logical and rational. If our subconscious mind was smart, like logical and rational, it is smart. But if it was logical and rational, it would be so easy to lose weight, to do the things we're supposed to do. Right? Isn't that, that's the frustrating part of losing weight is that you know you want to do it, but then when it comes time to eat the way you need to do to make it happen, there's some other part compels you to do the wrong thing. That's your subconscious mind. And it's not that it's not stupid, but it just links things together. It's very Pavlovian, right? Remember, ring the bell, show them the food, the dog salivates. And eventually you just ring the bell and the dog salivates. And so it just your subconscious mind just links things together. So now it says, Oh, um, I'm not gonna lose weight because people make fun of me. You know, that that's my goal. I wanna I wanna that, so I'm gonna lose weight so they don't make fun of me. And that was what you thought when you were a kid. Now you're an adult and and now it creates this weird, this weird block, you know? And so you gotta resolve that block though. All right. Um, do you believe food addiction is real? Oh, absolutely. Of course, food addiction is real. You know, food is, food is extremely addictive. I mean, sugar literally lights up the same parts of your brain as cocaine. Um, the, the food processed food is, I mean, read some books on salt, sugar, fat, read that book, salt, sugar, fat, the end of overeating. Another one. Great one. Um, I mean, the, these foods, it's like, are cigarettes addicting, right? Well, that and nicotine, right? That's addicting. Um, but but sugar's addicting, flour's addicting, um, the hyperpalatability of food is very addicting, you know. So it's all very very ad addicting. So yeah, I do I do believe food addiction is real, and I think that you know with the weight thing, it's one of those it's the it's the odd situation because it's the unusual addiction where you can't just get rid of it, right? Most most things that you're addicted to, you can just stop completely. Um, with with food, you got to manage it, you know. So manage you know mastering your weight is really a managed addiction. You know, so it's a different approach than, than than other addictions. And it's a different approach than just thinking you're just going to lose weight because there's absolutely an addiction component to it, you know. And I think if you if you look at it, um, if you look at it as an addiction, I think it's it's helpful, you know, because I think I always think like if you don't think it's an addiction, you think you can just change. And this is what happens with diets. It's so stupid. I always say diets are like just say no. You remember just say no for drugs, right? And um, we, we know that's stupid now, right? But it's like this idea that you're gonna sit tell people, oh, just, hey, just say no to the drugs. You know, it, it seems so dumb now. And, and it's like, again, it's like bringing a stick to a bazooka fight. It's, it's not up for the job. Well, diet ain't up for it either. Because what's a diet? It's, oh, just eat this way. As if you could just eat that way starting tomorrow from that point forward. It, it's the silliest. You know, it really is the silliest. And that's why it's not working. Um, but yeah, it is. It, there, there absolutely is... Food's, food's an addiction for sure, you know? And if you look at it that way, I think you're better prepared for <clears throat> what's, what's coming. This idea, like if you don't think it's an addiction, it's just you changing your mind. I'm just going to get serious. I'm just going to do it. Um, you're way, way, way 
underestimating what's at stake here. You know, it's very much like I think using the addiction model for changing your your weight and your eating is a smart move because there's very much addiction. I mean, how do you explain it? You know, like, oh, you want to lose weight and then all of a sudden eight o'clock comes and it's time to sit on the sofa and eat ice cream, watch TV and you try not doing it, right? He's said, I don't use my willpower. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on under there. So again, you know, where the addiction model is helpful because it helps you kind of diagnose that, break those those things apart, recognize all the granularity of what your behaviors are, you know, and, and come up with better strategies. And um, there's a lot of levels to it. Um, what to do when I'm in a weight loss plateau? I just made a video on this. Um, when you're in a weight loss plateau, what I say, it's a great opportunity to practice your maintenance, you know? So you just keep doing what you're doing because you don't know. Maybe it's your body just adjusting and then it'll start losing weight or you keep doing the same thing for a couple of weeks and realize I'm not losing weight and then you adjust your strategy, you know? But again, if you're always focused, and let me just back this up because I haven't said this yet today. <laughs> I always say this, is that I'm really not about weight loss. I don't give a shit about weight loss because anyone can lose weight for a little while. That's your problem. All you're thinking about is losing weight. Um, my goal is to help people get to their goal weight and live the rest of their life at their goal weight on near autopilot. That's my goal. And so if you hit a plateau for a couple of weeks, who gives a shit? At some point, you're going to hit a plateau forever. <laughs> you know that, right? And so it's a good opportunity to kind of practice. Like there's got to be, you know, what, what people do typically with the diets is they, they trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. And as soon as the scale stops going down, now they got like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. Now I got no pleasure. You know, in my program, we start with you, you connect, you identify, clarify and connect to the version of you you want to be weight wise and every other way. I always say, take your weight loss, wrap it in personal development. Who do you want to be? And we start working on you being that version of yourself on day one. You connect that. We have a program yourself thin technique where you're clarifying, connecting who you want to be and stepping into that version of yourself and kind of imagining yourself that way and kind of it's kind of visualization ish a little bit. Um, and so that when you get to your goal weight, you're well prepared for it. You see what a lot of people do is they're just, you think like a dieter. So all you do is think about losing weight. And once you get to the final number, I, and I know you don't know that you don't believe me, but think about it yourself. When you've lost weight, what happens? You know, I know what happens is people start freaking out because they know how to be overweight. That's their natural mindset. That's their natural setting. And they know how to lose weight sometimes. They don't know how to live as a thin person though, you know? And that's what I help people do. So yeah, the weight loss plateau, just practice, practice maintenance. Um, what do you do when you hit a, wait, wow, look at that, two people in a row asking the plateau question, yep. Um, what do you do if you think you're slim in your head but are not and then you sabotage your weight loss? Yeah, that's a good question too. Um, again, you know, like that's not much different. Conscious, subconscious incongruency is, is such a core part of why you're struggling to lose weight. You know, so I got up here today. I started talking about the subconscious reasons you don't want to lose weight. Um, but there's also subconscious um, kind of processes you're running that are sabotaging your weight loss. So um, if you think you're slim in your head, but you're not, um, I would correct my thinking, you know, uh, and I would get cl I would clear, I clarify, cleanse the lenses of your perception. You know, um, what is your weight? What is your size? Where are you at? Okay, get congruent with that. Stop imagining yourself slim if you're not. And you want to be, you know, again, if, it, if it's causing problems, if, if you like thinking you're slim and you're not, and that's working for you, cool. Like, again, it's not me telling you what to do, but if you're having this, this weird thing of people tell me this all the time, like, oh, I always, I think I'm thin. And then I see myself in a picture and I'm not. And it's like, well, okay, well thou correct it though. Stop saying that. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, are you going to say that for the next 20 years? Like, okay, you, you thought that, but, but it's not true. So let's correct that, that imbalance, that, in, that incorrection, you know? And so um, what is your goal? 
You know what I mean? Like, what do you want to be and what do you have to do to make it happen? Clarify that is what I would suggest. Um, how fast can I lose eight kilograms? I mean, who cares how long, how fast you can lose it? I'm way more concerned with how long you can lose it, how long you keep it off. I don't care about how fast, I mean, how fast can you lose eight kilograms? Let's see. Um, I don't know, a week, two weeks, if you stop eating, stop drinking water, take laxatives, exercise a lot, a week maybe, you know? I, I'm sure you don't want to chop a leg off. That, that would shorten the time frame up even more, you know? Um, yes, when we do anything for others, it just doesn't happen once we know this game changer. Yeah, absolutely. You got to do it for yourself. No doubt about it. It's always got to be your own thing. Again, you see, listen, this, I'm, I'm going to explain this to you because you, you just, the way, the way that we lose weight in the program is so different than, than the diet. It's completely different. But here's the thing, right? So my program, there's a two minute technique you do every night, right? It's a self-hypnotic programming technique. And um, what it does is, again, it's a redo rehearsal technique. So we kind of look over the day and, you know, fix a problem, you know, if there was anyone um, or install a behavior, and then we rehearse tomorrow the way we want it to go. But what we're doing is we're connecting to the ideal version we want to be, okay? And so this is a huge part because Zig Ziglar had a great quote. He goes, you know, people tell me sometimes that motivation doesn't last. That's why we recommend you do it daily, you know, just like a shower. You know, showers don't last either, so you got to do them daily. And so if you think about your weight loss attempts, what happens is you usually start, something triggers it, and it's usually a pain-based event. You step on the scale, you see a picture of yourself, the clothes don't fit, you got to go to the doctor, someone says something shitty to you, and all of a sudden, that's it, I don't care, I got to lose the weight. And you're all fired up and motivated. And your motivation just kind of goes like this as you go, as you stay on it. Well, why wouldn't it? You don't, you don't do anything to keep, maintain your motivation. You know, and so in my program, what we do is every night at two minute technique, you're you're reinforcing the motivation. You're connecting to what you want to be. You're clarifying. You're connecting to it, and you just it, it becomes. It's like you're planting a seed the first day, and you're growing it into a tree, which is you, the new you. You know, the new you can't just be the external. Like you just act different and look different. You know what I mean? Like your weight is a reflection, is a physical projection of your mental self. You, you think of yourself as a certain way. If you're overweight, you think of yourself as an overweight person. And the bullshit, oh, well, I think I'm thin, but you're overweight. Well, then that's just a little trick you do. But but trust me, you know what I mean? That your self-image is dictating your weight more than anything else, you know? So you need to work on changing that self-image, how you think about yourself. And you, as a dieter, have no process to do that. You just start off motivating. You think you're just going to carry that out until you lose the weight. And you're not, you know? So in my program, people are consistently, day after day, that becomes the process and it's so grounding because whether you had a good day or a bad day, you just come back to the same place. It's like brushing your teeth, you know? It's like you can't just brush your teeth like once a month. You know what I mean? You got to brush them every day for it to work. And so motivation-wise, transformation-wise, change-wise, um, you've got to have a process that you can um, that you can kind of rely on that becomes kind of the foundation of your transformation. And you don't have that because with the dieting, it's very conditional. You either have a good day or you have a bad day. And if you have a bad day, the chances of you going on to the next day go way down, right? Two bad days, forget it. You know what I mean? So you have nothing that grounds you, um, whether you had a good day or a bad day. And, and that's one of the main reasons why you can't get the results you're looking for. Can you explain what is wrong with spiking your blood pressure for a person who doesn't have diabetes? Um, I, I don't know if you mean blood pressure or blood sugar. I'm going to say blood sugar is what I'm going to assume you meant. Um, but... What's wrong with spiking your blood sugar for a person who doesn't have diabetes? Well, that's what leads to diabetes, right? So what happens is you spike your blood sugar. The main causes of blood sugar spikes are sugar and refined carbs, flour, 
okay? And those are powders, right? They've been powdered down, so they're absorbed really quick and absorbed into the bloodstream, spike, spike the glucose levels. And um, spike glucose levels, first off, are inflammatory and toxic at a really high level. And so your body, your pancreas releases insulin to clear that out. And so too much insulin is toxic and inflammatory, right? So as soon as we release the glucose, as soon as we release the insulin, now we've kind of doubled the inflammation and um, I don't wanna say toxicity, it doesn't get to that level, but uh, you, you've definitely, you've, you've inflamed the system, you know, with, with those, uh, with the glucose and the high levels of glucose and uh, insulin. So, you know, I mean, yeah, if you don't have diabetes, to do it occasionally is not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? But um, to do it consistently, I always make the point of, you know, if you if I drop you off in the woods and say I'll give you a million bucks to, if you can spike your blood sugar, you wouldn't be able to do it. There's, you know what I mean? Like in nature, there's very few ways to do it. And especially like real nature, even fruit. Fruit wasn't as sweet as it is now. It had lots of fiber in it. It was different, you know? So it's very difficult to spike your blood sugar. What happens is you eat foods where there was a slow, steady release of it you know, which is what your body's meant to do. And so now in, in the world we live in now with the foods, we can spike the blood sugar, you know, six, seven, eight times a day, you know? And so, um, again, it causes all kinds of problems. Um, and that's not even going into the, the psychological, you know, brain problems as well. Um, but, but one, one other thing. Okay. So even if you don't have diabetes, just, I'll give you one more. Um, when you spike, because our body's not really good at managing spiked ins uh, glucose levels, what happens is that your body, you spike the glucose levels and your body's not really good at managing that because it's unusual, you know, for the human body. And so what a lot of times it does, it'll overshoot the insulin levels, right? Because it's not, it's, it's not used to spikes. So it'll way overshoot the insulin levels. And now what happens is now it clears all the glucose out and now you feel really hungry again, <laughs> you know? So I guess the other, the other big thing um, of spiking blood sugar levels, if you don't have diabetes, is it, it, a lot of times it'll lead to overeating. You know, it's this spike and then this crash and then you feel tired and hungry and then you eat again, you spike, crash, spike, crash. And again, it's, it's not, it's not crazy to do that six, seven times a day, you know, so it has all sorts of systemic effects. Um, and we got this bro. Yep. Why, why food is the only thing that makes me happy? Well, hey, listen, you know, and that's because you listen, we're conditioned. We live in a society where we're conditioned to use food as the main emotional management strategy. You know, so that's probably one of the reasons why. But it's a sad state of affairs, as you say, with, with the, the sad emoji face. Um, it is sad. If food's the... Listen, I, you know, my dad, this is where it all started for me, right? My, my father died at 54 of a heart attack, you know? Um, he was obese, and uh, he had a relatively unhealthy lifestyle. Now, he's the greatest guy I ever knew. I mean, he was just... I, I love him so much. I mean, he was just an awesome person. And he was known as an eater. Now, I'm not gonna say food was the only pleasure he had because he, he, he was a hard worker, he liked work, he loved his family, um, but he loved food, you know? And so it's like when food is your only thing that makes you happy, that's a sad life, you know? I like to say that a lot of times people are suffering from emotional malnourishment, you know? Because if you're using food as your main way to manage your emotions, it's a low quality emotion. You can't tell me that, that food, food really is kind of a low quality happiness on the level of kind of drugs. Like when you use it too much, when you use it appropriately, food, food's fine, you know, and there's times when it's celebration and it's, it's great. But when you use it out of balance and you're using it as your main source of happiness, um, if you zoom out a little bit, it's probably not a happy life, to be honest. And I think that's why you put the sad face, you know? So what do you do? Well, you find other ways to make yourself happy, genuine ways to make yourself happy. If there was... You know, if there was only um, natural food, right? If there was only natural bland food to eat, what would you do to be happy? So I wouldn't be happy. Is that true? I, don't, I doubt that's true. You know, there's a lot of ways to be happy.
but you got the problem right there. You've articulated the problem. And so now you go to work on the solution and the solution comes from a question. How can I find other ways to be happy? What are, what are other ways to be happy in my life that don't involve food at all? Now, if you stick with that question for a couple of weeks and you come up with a couple of solutions, your entire quality of life transforms tremendously. You know, I mean, it's just an absolute game changer because there's no way if food's the only thing making you happy, that means you're not happy in my book. I, I've rarely seen that to be the case. You know, I think you need more and you can have more. You know, you just got to ask the better questions and look for it. Um, you're one of the people that makes TikTok worth keeping on my phone. <laughs> LOL. Appreciate your content so much. I really appreciate you saying that. And I, um, I, I really do appreciate that. And that's why I do this. You know, again, my, my goal is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight, you know, and um, it's a mission. It's a passion for me. Because it's life or death. You know, as I just said, you know, my father died of a heart attack. And so this isn't just about looking good in a bathing suit. You know what I mean? I want you to do that too, you know, but there's, this, to me, it's like, I, again, I always say this, like you want to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. This is about being the best version of you possible. It's about living as long as you possibly can. You know what I mean? Like that's what, it, that's what it's about to me. That's why I care about this. So that's why I do these videos. I mean, I'm, I'm live every day. <laughs> I mean, like, I, like I'm really, it really is a mission for me. And, and I love seeing people that are appreciating it, you know, and, um, and like it. So I appreciate you saying that, you know, it means a lot to me. Um, how can I stop waking every morning at 3 a.m. to stop eating sugar? Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one, right? That that waking up at night and eating. Um, and, and I've worked with some people on that. Uh, you know, I, it, it's, this is a hard one for me to answer just like from the question, you know what I mean? Like this is something like a lot of times I like to drill into it and get more specifics on it to figure out what's going on. Um, I'll give you some general ways I would approach it though. Uh, first thing is, Sometimes when people are doing this, the nighttime wake up, eat thing, um, a, a lot of times it seems what's triggering that is that they're really hungry. You know, it's when they're trying to, because again, how do most people try and lose weight, right? You try and weight cut your calories down. You know, you try and just exist with the starvation, <laughs> right? And that doesn't work well. It's not a good strategy, you know? For me, it's like, I want to be, I want to make it clear. Like, like I master my weight, not because I'm just like fine with being hungry all the time. Like, like I don't have great willpower to fight against hunger. What happens is I've strategically learned to manage my hunger so that I'm not really that hungry all day. I wake up, I eat, and I manage my hunger so I'm in a comfortable place. And that allows me to be much, it's much easier to choose the right foods when I do that, right? So again, I'm only, I don't know your situation, but I have worked with people who have done this where they wake up in the night and, and then do the, the eating thing. Um, and so again, a, a lot of times it's because they're, they're not eating enough during the day. Right? They're trying to starve themselves to lose weight. And so, um, you know, as soon as their willpower kind of fades away, which when you're sleeping, right, that's what's going on, um, <laughs> they get up and they do something like that. So uh, anyways, that, that'd be my I'm mean, I was going to leave it there because, I, again, that's something I usually have to dig in with um, for people. Um, but again, hey, anyone listen to this, if you have not yet uh, gotten the hypnosis session, go to my bio, click that link, and... Uh, I give you a hypnosis session uh, and you should listen to that. Okay. So, uh, you know, and then once you sign in for that, there's a, a training, three steps to master your weight. You should watch that. Okay. Cause uh, there's a better way to approach this. You know, um, it, it's dieting is not it. <laughs> so the reason I say that is if, uh, you know, if you're struggling to lose weight in the main way you're trying to lose weight is dieting, then, uh, 
you're, you're probably you've probably been struggling for decades and you're probably going to struggle for decades if that's the method you insist on using what we want to do is we want to transform ourselves inside out into the person you want to be you know so it's an inside out process and that's the that's the way to make it happen you know consistently that i've seen work you know the dieting doesn't work for a million reasons and uh Someday I'm going to make that stupid video that, that breaks it all down. But uh, until then, I'll, I'll, I got the lives to tell you. <laughs> the dieting doesn't work. But yeah, go get your hypnosis session. Because if you've never experienced hypnosis, you should. Because let me just talk about that real quick. I mean, hypnosis isn't... Hypnosis is... Uh, people think of hypnosis like going into a trance. Um, but that's not really... Like what hypnosis... Hypnosis is a process. It's a process of influencing your subconscious mind so you don't need to be in like the stereotypical hypnotic trance to do that you're and you and everyone's hypnotizable everyone goes into hypnosis all the time um and is influenced by a hypnotic process i'll give you an example anytime you watch a movie or a tv show you know it, it's a state of hypnosis because what are you doing why do you like watching movies and shows Right. It's like you're sitting there and you're in a very passive, you know, accepting state. You're, you're going along with whatever you're watching. Right. You're not sitting there saying, oh, none of this is real. It's just light on a screen. It's just sound waves hitting my eardrums. And I'm making it into words. They're all just actors. It's just someone wrote this stuff. This isn't real. That's that just lit up and that's not a real scene. You're not doing that. <laughs> you know, you're just going along. You're buying into it. Right. And you're imagining in the back of your mind and you're imagining you're kind of vicariously living the scene on the screen. You know, and you're getting emotions from it and you're getting experience from it. Sports is probably the clearest example. Right? You could sit there, you know, you're, you're sitting there on sitting on the sofa watching uh, you know, people play sports, but you're like, you're releasing adrenaline, right? Because you're kind of like into it, you know? So um, the amazing part is that when you influence your subconscious mind through imagination, you have literal physiological responses to it, you know? So you can really influence a lot by using your imagination to the point you can literally create neural pathways you can develop you can turn yourself into the person you want to be just by sitting there with your eyes closed imagining yourself as the person you want to be <laughs> you know like that's what we're talking about here and so this is so important because when people lose weight you you know what they they never really think about this but it's like you just think you're just going to like go on a diet or eat different and you're just going to start losing the weight and then you're going to be a thin person and you're not because you have an overweight mindset. You got to think of your weight mindset kind of like your language mindset. Like you speak English and you just speak English now. It's just automatic. You just do it, you know? So if you wanted to learn a new language, you wouldn't just start speaking a new language tomorrow. <laughs> you would have to learn it, right? It's the same thing with changing your weight because you need to transform your mindset into that of an overweight person, into that of a thin person. And it's a process that you work on. You practice it. You develop it. Now, good news is it doesn't take as long as learning a language, but it's in the ballpark of that experience. And if you use hypnosis to do it, it's even faster, you know? So again, what we do in the program is we, we use that, that two-minute hypnosis technique is, is a big part of it because you imagine yourself as the person you want to be in your life. Because again, what dictates so much of your behavior and, and kind of how you are and how you feel and how you behave is the environments you find yourself in because your subconscious mind just links to those. So notice, right, you're not snacking all day long. You're snacking in specific situations. It's, it's at night when you get done with work and it's at home, you're in the sofa and you're sitting there watching TV. That's when you're snacking. You know what I mean? But the, your, your subconscious mind is very pattern-oriented. And so 
um, you know, you gotta, you gotta know this and address it. I, I, again, I just say this stuff and it's like, it just makes me laugh. Cause you know, I get people on there all the time that are trying to lose weight for 20, 30, 40 years. And it's like, you have no idea about anything I'm talking about here, which is to say you have no idea about how to lose weight, you know? But anyways, um, someone says I love binaural beats, especially it might be placebo or whatever, but it placebos me good. <laughs> I like that. Placebos me good. It's so true, right? The placebo effect is like, it's a real deal thing. You know, every single like medical study they do, you got to realize this, right? Cause there's always, they always have to put against placebos, but so what every single medical like medicine, um, trial does is it proves placebo effects real, you know? Um, but anyways, yeah. So by the way, when you, when you go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session, I actually give you two versions of it. One has binaural beat behind it and the other one's just my voice, you know? And, um, and you can experience that. But again, you know, I want to make this clear too, that the hypnosis is a good supplement. You know, I've never seen hypnosis change someone forever. You know, it can motivate you for a while to lose some weight, but you've got to do it to yourself. You've got to be able to program your own subconscious mind. That's the secret to be able to master your weight. So I use hypnosis in our program. I mean, it's like every morning you start with a five minute hypnosis session. My program's eight weeks, right? So every, every morning you start with a five minute hypnosis session where you're installing a, you know, a weight loss mantra into your mind. Um, and you end the night with a 10 minute hypnosis session, you know, sleep hypnosis session, which is a core weight loss mantra. Um, but before that, you use a two minute self hypnotic programming technique, which is the core part because you have to do it to yourself. You know, you've got to customize kind of the, the suggestions, if you want to think of them that way, to your own situation. And once you can do that, though, it, it changes everything. You know, it gives you the power. So anyways, that's that's the way it goes. But all right, everyone, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, feel free. Like I said, go to go to the bio, get that um, that session, watch that training. Uh, you can listen to the podcast. This is, this is all podcasted out on program yourself. Then on all the major platforms, uh, you can watch my YouTube channel is jimketsoulis.com or not, not to com. I have a website too, but, um, yeah, YouTube is Jim Katsoulis and I also have a TikTok, another TikTok, which is Jim Katsoulis, more general hypnosis stuff. But, um, the YouTube one has some good stuff there for weight loss. There's a couple coaching sessions I put up there. You know, you should watch, um, give some more context to what we're talking about here. All right. But, um, yeah, I'll just leave you. Remember, right. If you're struggling with your weight, realize it's not you. It's not because you don't have willpower. It's not because you're, you know, destined to be overweight. It, it's, it's purely because of your mindset. And once you understand how to, how to impact your mindset and influence it, you can change your weight in a much more comfortable and long lasting way. All right. So just remember that. All right. So, all right, everyone have a great day. We'll talk soon.